nuclear. Now is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to your Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell. Kathy Petrus in Spain. Hi, Kathy. How's it going? Hola. Muy bien. <laughs> Clever, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't exactly know how to respond. I need to brush up on my Spanish. <laughs> and Ross Petrus in Toronto in Canada. Ross, uh, how's it going there? I do mostly know how to speak Canadian. Yeah, I was going to answer you in Canadian English, which is hi, Fletcher. <laughs> 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 It's flawless Canadian. I speak it really well. Yeah, that, that, it, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. The the sun uh, shone on your face, right? You say Sean. Yeah. Yes. That's still weird. That's me. that's good. That's yeah. good. There, now Fletcher. that's Canadian. That's man. that's something that's I, I would never get used to. I don't think. <laughs> no, that one is tough. We're going to continue on with uh, what we were doing last time around and and look into the origins of words. You, Kathy, and Ross were doing a very good job of stumping me about whether words were uh, from English or from other uh, languages, non, um, what do we say, non-Norman or Anglo-Saxon. We'll, we'll get into that, but you guys had an email that you got that we wanted to jump into first. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it quick. It was it was just an interesting one. We got it from a listener named Anand, Ananda, or Ananda, I'm not going to pronounce it correctly. So, mm-hmm. um, And he writes, my wife's family comes from rural West Virginia, and when I interact with them, they have an unusual habit I'm wondering about. They all say things need blanked, as in the car needs washed, or the rug needs vacuumed. It's jarring to my ear, and I'm not aware of any other area where this occurs outside of Appalachia, where the to be is left out. Any thoughts? I have one thought first. You said Appalachia, and, and we talked a few weeks back about how it's a- Appalachia. Yes, I was but just I about still to say, that. say Appalachia. And that's exactly what happens here. We just talked about different regional uh, constructions, pronunciations, or usages. And the needs washed or likes, uh, it could be need, wants, or likes. Needs is the most common, I believe. And it comes basically from an area roughly western Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, and central Indiana. And it seems to be mostly connected with people whose origins are Scots or Scots-Irish. So basically, leaving out the to be, right? Needs to be washed. Mm Mm-hmm. It's basically the passive past participle, if you want to be technical. And it's interesting because you can use the present participle without any problem. We all say, my card needs washing. No problem. But to me, needs wash sounds odd, but it's, you know, it's a dialectical difference. Does it sound pretty weird to you? I was wondering if if the two of you had ever heard that very much. I have not. I have not. However, I was thinking it's a little different, but people, I've always heard the dog wants out. You don't say, I mean, it's it's not needs with the past tense hmm. verb. Mm-hmm. But I, but I, when I thought about that, I thought that's the only thing I could think of that's an approximation. Like the dog wants out, the cat wants in. That's it, though. But I, I don't think I've ever heard needs washed or, or needs whatever. Yeah, that's different, Kath, because that doesn't involve a uh, participle, a verb. No, I know yeah. that. I'm saying that's yeah. the only oh, I know, thing I know that you just know sounds that. like it to me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I would hope you would. <laughs> now I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's interesting that you two brought this up because I got an email from a retired teacher of English and German named Kay here. Uh, it must be in Wichita. Kay says that they... Um, taught exchange students at Wichita State University for many years. Anyway, Kay 
Kay says, uh, Kay's wondering about a phrase like this, he graduated high school this spring, or he graduated college here, rather than he graduated from high school or from college. And she says, I was always taught to say graduated from with the idea that graduate graduate is not a transitive verb. And she was just wondering uh, if, if we had any thoughts on that kind of construction. And, and, you know, it's not exactly the same, but it's along similar lines, dropping those words. That's an interesting question because I'm, I'm just thinking out loud now. I think I more often hear graduated high school or graduated college than the, with the from mm-hmm. more often at this point. Don't you think? So basically we're talking about is graduate is graduate in transitive or transitive. I, it can be probably both. I think that it seems to me up here, it seems more common to say graduated college, graduated university. You probably wouldn't even say college yeah. usually. I think technically, grammatically, yeah, she's right that it, it should be from though. But I'm saying, I think that now you're getting, I mean, it seems to me that it's changed, that we've seen graduate change I have to. I'm gonna to have to plug it into the. I'm looking uh, at right here. There, there, there is some debate about it. Uh-huh. Uh Some people say graduated uh, from is outdated. Others say it's it's the other way is wrong. There's. I found a time statement here. Graduated college in prison. Mr. Moore, who graduated college in prison, so it could be seen to be correct. I think I hear more up here graduated without the from, but to me, I would basically usually say graduated from i usually say i usually put the uh don't you i usually say graduated from high school graduated high school yeah i i actually don't say either often when did you graduate from high school it's <laughs> no, strange I, that you're not talking I'm about thinking, that so when much did you graduate days. from college where, where did you graduate from where did you well yeah but uh, if you're talking about where like a specific place then you probably would say from right yeah, I graduated from NYU. Okay. Say I graduated when did you graduate, Kathy? When did you graduate from university? See, I would say from. I wouldn't say from university first of all. Well, from the university. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you. I gradu- I graduated from high school in 1976. I graduate. I would say that, but I think oddly enough, I think if it's more general, yes, she's a high school graduate. She graduated high school many yeah. years ago. When did you graduate high school? I don't know. You know what? I think no, I, sound no. right I think I would say either one and not think one second about what I was saying. I, mm-hmm. I'll bet I do say either one. I think I would say from. That said, K is right. I mean, K is technically right. I mean, yeah. it, 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 it has the grammatical construct would be from. I mean, technically, technically, technically. I just think it's changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Miriam Webster says from is the most accepted use of graduate. But both tend to be used frequently. So I don't think we should worry about it too much. It's just one of those things in language. If I'll hazard a guess. Oh, Ross. <laughs> do I hear a segue here? <laughs> Brilliant. Ah, now that's nice. I was going to say it might be hazardous to his self-esteem, but <laughs> yours was better, Ross. <laughs> oh, anyway, we're going back to our quiz, which we did not complete last time. Um, just to quickly sum it up, Fletcher, as you recall, we're talking about there are two main branches of of uh, English. From One is the Germanic Anglo-Saxon. The other is the uh, Anglo-Norman French from Latin, etc. Those are the two main streams that go into English. We're looking for words which have origins outside of those two main streams. We're going to give you a couple of words, and you're going to guess if they come from those main streams or outside that. If they come from outside, where do they come from? 
Right. And just to remind everyone, I, I may have gotten one out of 15 right last time around. So uh, my track no, record you're was good. you're denigrating yourself. <laughs> okay, you, two. Got, you're right. I think I got you two. You had one and a half. One and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I did get that half point. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> and I just want to say, just to be just to make sure Fletcher realizes, some of these words are tricky. They do come from that. They're not all obviously from outside. And if you can guess the first word, I think you can guess what the first word is. The first word is hazard. Question outside of the two main streams or inside the two main streams? I want, I'm going to say in inside. Well, you're (laughs) keeping up with your previous record there, Fletcher. So I said, I said inside because I thought like maybe it it might come from French. Um, You know, there's a, there's, there's, for example, Mm -hmm. a, a, classic movie about a donkey named Oazard Balthazar, right? Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that translates to, but I thought of the word hazard. And you are correct with the initial Ah, so uh, to to extra remind people, we're going back to the very beginning of these words. Sometimes they might have gone into, say, French later on and then come to us, but but we're going back to even before that. So I think you get a half point. So I should get. I think he gets a half point. I I agree with you. I will love to take the half point. (laughs) But it 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 does. How the mighty have fallen. Go on, Ross. (laughs) No, it does seem to come directly from into English from the old French hasab. And it possibly comes from the Spanish azar, an unfortunate card or throw at dice, which they say probably came from Arabic azar, which is the die. Oh. But then other people say it probably doesn't come from that. Other people say it comes from <laughs> yaslana in Arabic, which means he played at dice, which seems to be fairly consistent. We're talking about an Arabic origin. Yeah, either way. And the D was added in the French through some confusion and then it came into English. <laughs> As so many things <laughs> are. Added through confusion. <laughs> I know. I know. I like the fact that it initially, when it was when it got into the French, it was chances and in gambling initially. Mm-hmm. Or playing the oh. game. And then it became chances in life. And then when it got to English, it was more like chance of like doing poorly at something. Loss or harm and risk. And that's how it all evolved. Well, so mm-hmm. I think you've just answered the question I was about to have, which is Ross used the phrase earlier, hazard a guess. And I didn't, I, I was going to ask where in the world that usage would have come from. But if it originally was based around games of chance or, or something like that, then it kind of makes sense. Yeah, Kathy, you probably remember reading Chaucer. Their hazard is a game they played with dice in, uh, in the Canterbury Tales, actually. I remember my Canterbury Tales. I could right now quote for you the prologue, but I don't think you want to hear but it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanking you in advance. <laughs> right. So I'm going to take a chance here and make a guess or, or something like that. I'm going to throw out this right. guess. Yeah. Right. right. Oh, wow. That's really cool. I've always kind of wondered where that phrase came from. Well, our next word has nothing to do with games of chance. <laughs> <laughs> the next word is jacket. Although, <laughs> you although can wear one. <laughs> honestly, this whole thing is kind of a game of chance for me. I feel like I should just get out a quarter and be flipping it here to decide one way or the other. Uh oh, <laughs> scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, jacket. Uh, Jacket—the thing that you you wear to keep warm or whatever you may be wearing a jacket for, just for style. Again, this sounds like something that came from French. But wait, 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 wait. Now I have to decide which way I'm going to go. And, and my 50-50s have not worked out so well. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. And I'm going to say Yay! that yeah, this came from the, that stream. Full points. <laughs> it came from it. the French. I did it. 
Although, <laughs> not in the way you think. Not. <laughs> right. oh, <okay. laughs> We're gonna leave it with you, did. It, it yeah, came here from we the go old again. French jacket, short coat with sleeves. They think that it might have come from Jacques, the name, the man's name, mm. which was also a generic name for a French peasant. Like, oh, look at that Jacques over there. However, <laughs> it might have come. Some people are, are think possibly that it might have come from the Arabic shock, meaning breastplate, which then went into the Spanish Jaco and then went into short, tight-fitting coat Jacques of de, de Mal. How do you pronounce that, Royce? Jacques de Maez? M-A-I-S. Oh, yeah, Maez, yeah. I'm looking, as we're speaking, I'm looking in the Arabic dictionary here to see shock. I, I think I think that's like someone getting creative. They think it must influenced by that. I, I say old French. I say Fletcher gets it. And I say we can move on. I, I think so, too, because that one just seems really dubious. I agree. Definitely. I agree. I get that point. <laughs> <laughs> OK, moving right along. I'm going to go away from shock and seeing the Arabic there. We have another word, which interestingly enough, is soda. But I think, Fletcher, you would probably call it pop, wouldn't you? Eh, I kind of call it soda pop. But yeah, people around here would probably call it pop. Yeah, my wife does. Sylvia does. I, I like soda. I never said pop. But anyway, soda, Kath- Ross. Ross, we're right. I think because of the internet, that has blurred a little bit, at least around here. I mean, there are, cer- there are certainly some areas where it's very regionally concrete. It's not going to be changing. But I, I feel like that soda versus pop thing has kind of blurred a little bit uh, in this area. I mean, I mean I'm in Kansas, so we're, we're sort of in a blurry area anyway. Mm-hmm. I remember, though, when I was in Seattle, we were at an M's game, and I, was, I flipped out. I took a photo of it and put it up on Facebook. It was an ad for, they were getting some new soda, mm-hmm. and it was a big ad in the stadium saying, like, blah, 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 soda pop. And I was like, what? Soda pop? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it just seems so yeah, weird like, to what? me. I'm back in 1930, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, I mean, before we get into the soda pop, I just was sort of curious about it. The first recorded use is really late. It's 1863. Of soda pop. That's interesting. Yeah, hmm. that was interesting. But anyway, let's we're, let's move away from pop and on to soda. Does it have a Europeany origin, or does it come from somewhere else? Mm, somewhere else, definitely somewhere else. You win the award oh, this right. time. Wow, Fletcher, you're hot. You're yeah, on the street, yeah. baby. Possibly came via medieval Latin soda, but they're not really sure where it comes from. They're thinking of saltwort, an Arabic name for saltwort. I have no idea what saltwort is. I just realized that. I just said it. But they think it might have come from the Arabic, which is interesting, suda, meaning splitting headache, which is not a particularly good ad for soda. But that's no, what I was going to say, which from. is what I'm getting right now. <laughs> <laughs> but what if it's uh, what if it's something that cures a splitting headache? That's very much of a possibility. That would be my big guess. And that apparently is someone else's guessing that as well. I'm looking at it because they say the medieval Latin was the sodanum, which was a headache remedy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Coming from you have Suda, yeah, becomes that. So Fletcher is, I think, gets an extra quarter point for that. <laughs> We're in the quarter okay, point. Okay, where did Soda Jerk come from? No. <laughs> well, it's interesting, though. I mean, just continuing along that, it's interesting that, you know, so many soda pops were medicinal remedies, quote unquote. You know, they, they yes. were supposedly, they were going to do some kind of elixir magic to you, but. Yeah, so, so it's kind of interesting that that was carried through 
I'm sorry, total aside, I was looking it up, Ross, I got curious when you looked up soda pop. Carbonated water, using soda, you know, as, as meaning carbonated water, was first recorded only in 1834. So, yeah, it's much more new than I thought. Well, when you think about it, I mean, to make carbonated water, you have to put you have to like force it into pre- you know pressurize it and stuff like that and steam and all that. Oh, steam good engines. point. You need industrial stuff. Yeah, you need kind of. <laughs> I mean, I never thought about it until you said it, but I get you know it's true. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay, now this is something that has nothing to do with soda. The next word is penguin, i.e., the little you know the bird. Yeah. Penguin. 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 So there are. You know what's funny is my uncle pronounces that penguin, and and he refuses not to. <laughs> and how do you say it? Because we're also never talking about this. How do you say penguin? Penguin, 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 yeah. penguin, penguin, peng. More like more like p e n g g u i n. Almost like okay, peng, that's the same with us. penguin, okay. right? Yeah. I had an mm-hmm. ex-husband who insisted it was penguin. Penguin. I always felt like I was pronouncing it. Penguin. Really. That's re- I mean that that just takes too much work. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this seems like another another French word. Uh, you're giving me a lot of words that seem somewhat French today. Now I have to decide whether it came, whether it started somewhere else first. But no, I'm going to say uh, that this is this is a base English word. Well, it's not French. They actually say it's unknown, uh, but they uh-huh. believe many believe it's from the Welsh. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Pen meaning head and Gwyn meaning white. That's so weird. Yeah. What? So so when did penguin? When did we start using it then? Apparently, there's talking about it was observed. I'm looking at now. My thing here is from the 1570s. Well, that would make sense because when they first went to the, uh, you know, like to Canada, to the coast of Canada, they saw those. I imagine funny birds. Not penguins come from the south. Penguins are not formed in the north, but they were swimming birds, and they probably called them penguins. And then in turn, that came. I know. I know nothing about nature, particularly birds. It's like okay, that is. I I just saw this though, Ross. Now this is a question for you. Um, There, I I just saw that that there's a similarity to the Latin pinguis, fat and juicy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're oily. They're oily birds, I imagine, because they're eating a lot of you know fatty fish. Do people eat penguins? I have no idea. I never would. People eat cute. everything, don't they? But, yeah, yeah, but right. I imagine they... and the fact that they discovered lobster was edible always amazes me. But I know. I think I think they use it for oil, actually. Hmm. But you think you think they saw some some funny diving birds on the coast of yes. Canada and called them penguins, and then that got yep. transferred down to those other birds down south. Yeah. Interesting. As we're speaking, I just looked it up. The penguin oil industry. Each penguin <laughs> produced a measly 400 milliliters of oil. Five penguins for two liters of oil. But apparently they they killed them and boiled them. This is horrifying. See, so they are not particularly oily birds, are they, Ross? Because you need five well, penguins. Well, they're, they're more oily than sparrows. I suppose. So. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> oh, boy. We're, we're, Peter's going to be on us again. We keep I doing I this. Think, but we're I all against we're, it. Yes, I think we're arguing against the, the yes. boiling of penguins. Yes. Okay. Well, speaking of birds, here's a distinctly probably non-oily bird, not that I know, but what is the origin of the word ostrich? Ostrich. So ostriches, as as we know, uh, Australian. But 
the word ostrich. I'm trying to think about where it might actually come from rather than just flipping a coin here and saying one way or the other. I'm having a little trouble, though. That doesn't sound like any words I really know. I, I don't think it's English, though. Uh, that doesn't feel right. Okay, Fletcher, this time you got it wrong the opposite way. It hmm. does come from a, a European origin word hmm. completely, they think. And interestingly enough, interesting, we have to wait one quick definition here. Emus come from, I think, Australia. Ostriches come from Africa and Arabia. Oh, boy. I, yeah. Yep, not to correct your bird right. or no. ornithological yeah. knowledge. Yeah, You'll right. notice that I did yeah. not chime in Kathy, on that. Kathy, of course, don't know, knows don't care. nothing about <laughs> nature or birds. I apparently know <laughs> just a little bit enough to get in trouble. Ugh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> but it comes from a, it's sort of a double origin word. Avis is bird. And then late Latin, struthio, which is ostrich, ah, from the Greek struthion. Yes. And here's what's interesting. It really, in Greek, it used to be called struthios megali, which means big sparrow. Or they called it also a struthokamelos, camel sparrow, because hmm. of its long neck. Mm -hmm. Now, sparrow seems to be the most unlikely word I would apply to ostrich, but <laughs> they did. And from there, it came into uh, English. I just want to ask you, I said, you ha you both pronounce it ostrich like like at the end. Yeah, why? What do you say, ostrich? How do you say? I say ostrich like ridge, and I'm looking now in the OED, and there's an example. It used to be spelled, and I feel a little better about it. A u s t r i d g e. So I feel a little calmer now about the fact that I pronounce it ostrich. I think you should be calm because it's really easy to say ostrich. ostrich. Yeah, ostrich, ostrich sounds odd to me. Ostrich. ostrich. Say it 10 times. It sounds really Boy, odd. it's already so. sounding weird to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you know they're not from Australia, by the way? <laughs> Never heard that. <laughs> oh, yeah, the emu, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna, before we get on, I want to just quickly check emus to make sure I'm right on this. <laughs> I'm just glad that ostrich is yes. loud. That's all. Oh, I want to go back just quickly for one thing. Do you know what they call soda in Savannah, at least when Kathy and I were kids? Coke. Savannah, yeah. Georgia? Oh, Coke. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that? I'm sure they call it Coke. Yeah, because yeah. because of Atlanta right by there. Yeah. Yeah, I think Coke is, is I mean, it, it's pretty wide in the region, isn't it? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a southernism. Yeah. You, Southernism. I couldn't even get that I'll, I'll have a Coke. Okay, what kind of Coke do you want? A Dr. Pepper? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. The next word is very short. It's not like ostrich. The word is loot. loot. I like this one. Loot. loot as in, give me that loot. Who's got the loot? Who's got the loot? Hey. Hey, okay. Loot. Give me the mm -hmm. loot. Uh, the loot, you know, the way you just said it makes me feel like it's one of those actually English words. Like it came from English and American English, but I think it's probably older than that. Um, but uh, loot, loot, loot. Give me the loot. No, I, heck, why not? Let's roll the dice. Let's hazard or something. <laughs> um, this is this is an English word. Straight up an English word. Fletcher, you should never trust me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not. Kathy leads me astray again. I have left you. I have left you. I have led you astray. It actually is Indian. Um, well, it's Anglo-Indian, but it. So now that Ross, this is a toughie. Is is it sort of Anglo? No, not really. Because really, it, 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 it's it's I the English picked the the English picked it up where they were India. It comes from uh, Hindi Sanskrit. loot, which is clearly it's a Hindi word, and then mm -hmm. from there it came from the Sanskrit. And did it mean the same thing? 
It meant goods taken from an enemy. It was it was plunder. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Pretty much yeah. the same. All right. I see. Now I would have thought like the last time we did like you know um what do you call it um bazooka or whatever. Yeah. I, this to me sounded very American. It did. It, it did to like me 20s too. Twenties or thirties, like you know, we're the loot. You know, your big bazoo. Give me the loot. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To be fair, though, I mean, uh, Hindi is an Indo-European language. It's it's closer to English than than uh, Arabic or some other languages. So I think possibly the sounds are a little bit more similar anyway, and mm. they sound better to us, or mm-hmm. they sound more familiar to us. Moving on, we're having a hurricane or a cyclone. Of, <laughs> not, that's, I can't segue this. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> a yes. cyclone of discord. I don't know. That doesn't sound very good. <laughs> Actually, this is interesting. The word is cyclone. Okay. But I said it, and Sly said... Um, I was saying it. Did I say cyclone? No, cyclone. No, you said How do you cyclone. Say? Just say the word. Yeah, cyclone. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The other day you said cyclone rules. Did I? Yes. Okay, because I remember. Cy- cy- I what don't want to embarrass you, but I think you were exhausted. Well, I, I quit. I'm getting up. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but before I quit, Fletcher, cyclone. Yeah. Is it- well, I mean, cyclone, cycle, right? A thing, it's turning. Yeah, this is an English word, or, or or from those streams. Very good. Yeah, you're doing well. He's doing well. This one, yeah, this comes from the uh, it's a Latinized form of the Greek kiklon, which is to move in a circle. Kiklos is circle, so you got it. Now speaking of cyclones, you've got your cyclone, which is whirling. Then you have your typhoon, which is blowing. All right. Violently. Now, now is a a typhoon is that the same as a hurricane? Or is a cyclone? What do they call them in the other? Don't they change the names in the western, in the eastern hemisphere, or something like that, or the southern hemisphere? Yeah, they do. They're called hurricanes around here, but I mean, yeah, around here in Kansas, uh, but in this hemisphere, but but they change the name depending on where you oh, are. So you're saying, is it do you want to hear? Do you want to hear how confusing this is going to get? Yes, please, absolutely. I'm going to read you a scientific uh, thing that the uh, NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric <laughs> oh, Administration, no, definition. Tense. Hurricanes and typhoons are the same weather phenomenon. Tropical cyclones. <laughs> what? <laughs> a tropical cyclone is a generic term used by meteorologists to describe a rotating, organized system of clouds. Then we so we, so all typhoons and hurricanes are cyclones, but not all cyclones are hurricanes and typhoons. I guess. Isn't that a solipsism? <laughs> <laughs> well, so where do they call where do they call them typhoons? And well, here we have more fun. Oh, good. In the North Atlantic, I'm going to quickly go with uh, first with <laughs> uh, typhoon here. I mean, in the hurricane. In the North Atlantic, but also the Central North Pacific and Eastern North Pacific, hurricane is used. In the South Pacific and Indian Ocean, tropical cyclone is used. Oh. So, so now where's typhoon in this? Yeah. No, like wait a second. Earlier. I'm looking at something different. I'm saying a hurricane is a strong tropical cyclone that occurs in the Atlantic Ocean or Northeastern yeah. Pacific Ocean. A typhoon occurs in the Northwestern Pacific Ocean. Yes, I just I just got there myself. Okay. In the Indian Ocean, South Pacific or South Atlantic, there are only tropical cyclones. And in the Indian Ocean, they can also be called severe cyclonic oh, storms, just... which is what I need on a T-shirt now. I want to become <laughs> severe cyclonic storm. I person. wonder why 
why? Why the difference in, in all of those places? I guess I, I could begin to maybe imagine why you'd call them hurricanes in one place and typhoons in another place. But but why are we just getting into very technical terms, you know, in the in the Indian Ocean, right? Why can't we call them hurricanes or typhoons? Or big storms. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should discuss the origin of the word typhoon. Maybe we can get something out of it. Fletcher? Uh, oh, are we going to typhoon now? Oh, okay. Yes. I thought we were just going to discuss it. You want me to guess. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're segueing right into typhoon I don't the word think, origin. I don't think typhoon is, is, a, is an English word. I hope not. Because uh, if it is, I'm super confused. I, this one is, is, is a confusing one. <laughs> Much as, okay, they're saying it might be, this is the OED, that it might be um, a, a, a thing from the Greek, an a- adaptation from the Greek. Oh, really? Okay. Or it could be from the Chinese, as in Taifeng. Mm-hmm. As it, it, it was as Thai big and Fung wind. Or there was a third or. Where's the third or, Ross? The third or is, is from Arabic, Arabic. Tufan, <laughs> which means in the Quran it's a flood or a storm. So they don't know. So they don't know. <laughs> it could be from one of these three places, possibly, that are in very different areas. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what my guess is, though? Uh, in Can- uh, the, uh, when Kathy said the Chinese, the Cantonese, Thai Fung, Big wind. That seems like to me probably what people in uh, China were calling it in the South China, you know, South China. Then I think English speakers came. They heard the Chinese guys going Taifung and they said, hey, we got a word from the ancient Greek. And they were all studying ancient Greek in school in those days. Typhon, the Greek. And they said it's the same thing. Okay, though, I have to interject. But then Miriam Webster says that the first typhoons reported in English were in India, and, and they got it from the Arabic meaning violent storm or flood. And the English took that word in India and used called it typhoon. And then later, when they were in the China Sea, they learned typhoon. And the fact that it sounded like typhoon was just like a happenstance. Uh, whoa. <laughs> So the bottom line is, I don't know. Or we could just call it a tropical cyclone. Right. Then we're safe. I still want to know why we can't we can't give it a a fun name, you know, in in the Indian Ocean. Why why does it have to be a severe cyclonic storm or whatever it was that you said? <laughs> I don't know. This I is agree. interesting. I, yeah. Someone someone had it out for the North Indian Ocean. I don't know. I don't know. Some, like, somebody write in and explain this to us, please. Yeah. I just wanted to do one really quick side note. Um. In all doing this, when we're saying this had so many different areas that it could have come from, Ross and I decided to chat, test chat GPT. We've not done it before. This is the AI. The it, AI. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. the AI thing. And let me tell you, not impressed. We asked it. <laughs> we, we did different prompts. And the final one that seemed the best was, what are words that came directly? Uh, what are words that came directly from English, i.e. the Anglo-Saxon or Norman roots? But they sound like they came from Chinese, Arabic, Japanese. Oh, sure. Okay. What one of the answers, Ross? You want to tell them this one? Yeah, this is a word that sounds like it came from the Japanese, but doesn't. Geisha. Oh. A traditional Japanese female entertainer. The word geisha comes from the old English word gisa or giseg, 
but it might sound like it has Japanese origin due to its association with Japanese culture. Now, this is what this is what the AI said. Yes. yes. Okay. Kathy, why don't you say what the etymological? Okay. What is the etymological meaning of geisha? A Japanese woman who's trained to provide entertaining company for men. The etymology it's from Japanese <laughs> gay art and shaw person. It's like good work. Okay. So Yay, AI. Ve- very wrong, Chat GPT. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very dangerous. <laughs> I think we could say we were bamboozled, Ross. Ah, bamboozled. Which leads us to our last word of the of the day. Guess what that word is, Fletcher? <laughs> um, bamboozled. Okay. Yes, bamboozled. Uh, this this is another one that sounds very like like the bazooka, like like American English, you know, bamboozled. Um but no. I don't think so. I don't even think this is English. Bamboozled. Where does bamboozled come from? That Z that Z sound always messes me up. I'm never sure where that <laughs> Z sound is coming from. Well, we're all bamboozled by this word, Fletcher. Okay. So we are safe. It possibly came from the Scottish bombaz or boombaz. Maybe the French mbabouine. Maybe from the Italian bambolo. We have no idea. So when did we start hearing that word bamboozled? As in to cheat, trick, or swindle, apparently 1703 was the earliest recorded usage of it. So it's fairly recent. And and where? Scotland. Scotland. Okay. They had the best words. They did. I like it. I think it's a cool word. Yeah, me too. But again, I've got to admit, I I have that whole thing um, where often, uh, oh, I'm sorry, it was appear. <laughs> it first appeared, of course, bamboozle is a verb, I'm looking at the OED, um, in the Tatler, in a, in a subject called the continual corruption of our English tongue, complaining about <laughs> words, slang words that included banter, put, kidney, sham, mob, bubble, and bully that were recently invented or brought into vogue. You know, the weird thing about bamboozle also to me, I was just looking at the Google Ngram. It shot up in the 1740s and 50s, I guess. And then it was sort of steadily high, but it's still used fairly frequently for, for like from now compared to the 1910s or something. And to me, it seems like a really old fashioned. Would you guys use bamboozle as a normal word? I wouldn't. No, I would never think to use it. It's fun to say. It is. I think we should use it more often now that we're talking about it right now. Bamboozled. Boy, was I bamboozled. I thought originally that Fletcher met, you know, when he said English, because I sort of thought maybe it was related to booze in a weird way. Apparently it's not. No. Because booze is from. Uh, Where is booze from? We talked about that once. Yeah. We weren't it sure. We had, it could be from carouse or like a booze intoxicating drink. Right. We said it could be from that guy booze. That's right. Yeah. The guy who like, you know, is it distiller booze, e.g. booze. Oh, that's right. I forgot him. I liked a boozeroo, the New Zealand term for having a drinking bout. <laughs> a boozeroo. Yeah. yeah. I, I was I got boozled bam- at a boozeroo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're Saying It Wrong is part of the NPR Podcast Network and is produced by me, Fletcher Powell, in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. Kathy Petrus records from her home in Granada, Spain. Ross Petrus records from his home in Toronto, Ontario in Canada. Our digital team is Beth Golay and Carly Cooper. If you like what we're doing here on the show, please tell everyone you know and leave us a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. 
If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can email me at powell at kmuw.org or email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press, and you can find that and Kathy and Ross's other books pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And a number of their books are also available on audiobook, read by the authors themselves. Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can find out more about what they're doing at their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.